Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Hey, family. Whoa, hello, family. Woo, family, family. Wow. I hear Pentecost is coming up in two weeks. Are you excited about that? We celebrate around here. If you're new here and visiting, how we celebrate Pentecost with food. Uh, free food, and, and we kind of we have this time afterwards. It's a big deal week. We don't just celebrate it with food, though, after the service on Pentecost, which, again, is something to be excited about. We celebrate the week leading up to it. We have a Wednesday night Holy Spirit teaching and worship, but teaching and worship combo night uh, on Wednesday night, something to look forward to put in your diaries. That's, that's in not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. What is that, 10 days or so from now? You can start counting down. Ten days to Holy Spirit night. The, the week leading up to Pentecost, we do Bible week, which is incredible. If you've not done that, run to your nearest website. No, no, no. Run, run go, go to the website, and you're going to want to sign up. And what we do is, from this place right here, we read out loud the Bible cover to cover. So starting at uh, Monday morning at 6 a.m., whoever's in that first one-hour slot starts reading in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth, and they start reading it out loud. Every year, we, we declare the Bible out. We fill this room with just kind of the reading of the, the, all of the scriptures. It's, it's really amazing. It's really fun to be a part of. We've been doing this for years and years. I encourage you to sign up and to give it a go. Uh, and you're like, oh, but I, I feel insecure about my reading. Everybody does. Uh, so don't worry about it. And there's nobody in the room as you just, you're just reading it in this place, and you're going for it. If you have a, a different uh, language that's your normal language. You can just bring whatever Bible translation um, is best for you and just read that in this place. So Bible week, Monday through Friday, reading out loud. Uh, you know, it's kind of between 6 and 11 at night. It's sort of a vibe. Really cool, right? Okay, so Bible week, Pentecost, we celebrate. Why do we celebrate with reading the Bible out loud? Because Pentecost is, in the Old Testament was kind of connected to the receiving of the Ten Commandments and the law. And then we get to see the fulfillment of that with the Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. Gave it away, but that's coming up. All right, so Pentecost week, and not this week, but the next week leading up to it, definitely be looking to sign up for it. Before we dive in, blessing time, right? Blessing, you're here for blessing. Uh, that's why I'm here. So let me just bless you before we get going. I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over every challenge that you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace, whatever your circumstances 
And if you're facing exams or, or exam season, if you're in the middle of that right now, I bless you with a clear mind, with calm hearts, and extraordinary success, and when needed, the miraculous help of God on, on your exams and, and as you go through that process. Bless you. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Amen. 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 Woo. So um, I kind of dropped a bomb last week that I didn't realize I was dropping. Uh, apparently, one of my friends told me that in the last 18 years, I've never actually spoken or addressed the topic of speaking in tongues from the, from, from the pulpit here, which is a disaster of a thing on my, my part. I'm like, how could that even be possible? I mean, I kind of have some thoughts there. But uh, my, my two thoughts were, oh no, that's terrible. My second thought was, I didn't really think that that's what I was doing. The, the passage that we were talking about last week was this from Ephesians chapter 6. We were talking about the passage of pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And so I was just thinking that I just was making a comment that pray in the Spirit is, is more than just praying in tongues. Like it's not just limited to that. And, and, um, but but uh, there was questions. There was a plethora of questions from last week. And having just breached a big and controversial topic within Christianity and definitely in our church. I don't know. We've never taken a survey. I would guess it's at least 50-50 on, on where people stand on this. Um, I would say 70-30, but I wouldn't know exactly which way that leans. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where we're at as a church because we have such different backgrounds, a beautiful mix of backgrounds. And, and I breached that subject without giving enough information to be helpful for people who were on the, uh, on, on the same sort of beginning part of the journey that, that I was on. And so before I dive in today, I just want to make one, I want to answer one of the questions that has been hitting me this week. And the, just the simple question is, how did I go from a background where we believe that it was, uh, speaking in tongues was demonic and fake and all that kind of stuff, to uh, praying that way every day? How did, I make that, how did I make that journey? Four pieces, really simple. Number one, theological. Theological, uh, I was raised a cessationist, which meant that we believed that all the awesome spiritual gifts, including speaking in tongues, was stopped when the Bible was kind of decided as these are the scriptures. Okay, that's a little bit of a misnomer, but that idea. And, and so that the, the spiritual gifts were connected to the writing of the Bible and then the deciding of which ones are in the scripture. And once that was decided, there was no need for those awesome spiritual gifts anymore. That was my background. But I'm a Bible guy, as we are as, as a church. We're a Bible church. And the problem with that was simply, as I was reading the Bible, there's no connection in the Bible between spiritual gifts, any of them, and the writing of the Bible. There's no connection there. There's nothing that connects those two. But my theology was based on those two being inseparably connected. And so I, I, had, I, had, to, I had to start really re-examining that sort of stuff because there is no connection in the Bible between the writing of the Bible and spiritual gifts. So I had to think that through. Secondly, philosophically, if there was no Bible reason, at least a very solid Bible reason, to, to con that gifts would stop once, the, or at least the awesome gifts would stop once the uh, Bible was fully decided, I had to challenge some of my own uh, presuppositions and, and thoughts on that and kind of have to walk through an, an, an integrity, an intellectual integrity chat with myself. And I had to say, Brian, do you really believe that every single instance of 
praying in tongues or speaking in tongues is fake or demonic? Because that's quite an accusation to like millions of Christians, right? So are you going to say, I mean, sure, some of them might be fake. There might be lots of, or, or some of it's demonic, sure. But is all of it, uh, is all of it. And, and I, I was in a little bit of a challenge there because I didn't have a, a Bible place to stand on that one anymore. And I started meeting people uh, that were incredible Jesus-loving people. That, that had integrity, that godliness, they were honest, they were, their lives were full of evidence of, of loving Jesus and integrity. And was I going to say that they are, they are all deceiving me, that they are faking it, or they are, that's demonic stuff that they're doing, and then every other aspect of their life is, is Jesus stuff. I, I, was kind of, I was kind of in a stuck place. Now, I was not raised around anybody that I knew that spoke in tongues, Apparently, except for my grandma, who I didn't know until I was much older. Uh, but I, I wasn't raised around it, and so I, it was easy to kind of have thoughts about those people out there. But when I got to know them, I'm like, oh, these are Jesus people. That was a philosophical challenge. The third thing is I asked God, God, is this real? Because I don't, I don't really care about what I think. I just want to know what is true. I don't want to, whatever my, my biases might be, I lay those down. And I'm running after what is true, true, Jesus. So I say, Jesus, if this is real, uh, teach me about this. And Jesus, if this is true, then can I have this gift? Because I want to know if this is true or not, especially with my biases. And so I prayed for that. Nobody in, in my sphere that I knew of spoke in tongues. And so some time went by, and eventually somebody came into my sphere, and they spoke in tongues, and they laid their hands on me, and they would pray that I would receive the gift of tongues. Nothing happened. Uh, it's not exactly true. I think a seed was planted in that moment. But I had too much baggage in that moment. I was super insecure in that moment, and I just had no faith to speak in tongues. I'd never heard other people really doing it, and so I was just super awkward, and I, I didn't do anything. But anyways, and then time went by, fourthly, and, and I intentionally kept trying it in faith, especially in big worship times when nobody could hear me or when, when people were praying and, and, I didn't, and nobody could judge me. So I kind of gave it a go and, and kind of grew in that. But I didn't have examples in my life to help me because I didn't know anybody that, w- that, was, that was doing that. It wasn't my background, and it always seemed weird for me. All that to say is that was my journey. That's my journey, and I, I hope that that helps with some of the questions that were, that were um, coming out last week. If it's something that you want, but the reality is this is true with any spiritual gift, same process. Something you want, you ask Jesus for it. You get somebody who has that gift to lay their hands and, and pray and, and that, that to you, and then in faith, in the case of speaking in tongues, not worried about looking stupid like I was obsessed with, uh, just go for it in faith. But that, that's, that's just kind of like the quick disclaimer. That's not what we talked about last week. That, that's just what the, the questions kept coming up. What we actually talked about was these 18 things. We went through this list of, of 18 prayer, prayer points or whatever connected to, do we, do we have that on the screen? Um, 18 prayer things. And the challenge last week as we, is to look at all these different types of prayer and to try three of them ideally for about 15 minutes, three of them that either you've not done or you haven't done very frequently. Because our heart was to grow, expand our prayer journey and our, and our prayer lives. That's what we're, that's what we're aiming for in, in this. Expand our, our maturity in prayer. <laughs> wow. 
If you're new here or visiting, um, welcome to the church. That was kind of a hard start for, for you. Uh, I just, I just, yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for your grace. And just kind of clarifying some stuff from last week. We are in a series on Ephesians chapter 6. And we've been going through Ephesians 6, uh, starting in verse 10. And as we've gone through this series, we, we've been... We've been, being, uh, been talking about how to stand strong in whatever evil day. My heart behind this series is, I don't want you to get your life blown up anymore. I don't want the enemy to keep blowing up your life. So how can we stand strong in any and every evil day so that the enemy doesn't blow up our lives anymore? Well, that's what we've been talking about. And the first thing we talked about is about knowing the real battle that's going on and fighting the real battle. So we talked about how the enemy is real and, and it's a spiritual battle because the spiritual forces of evil in the, in the heavenly realms. We need to know the right battle. And then secondly, it's a spiritual battle and so we need spiritual armor, God's armor. And then we talked about putting on God's armor, the armor of God and, and the, the things that would help us to stand strong in any and evil day. So we put on a truth Righteousness, peace, faith, uh, salvation, the word of God. We, 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 we take up those sort of things. We talked about how too many people just put on salvation only and then that leaves themselves exposed to all the kinds of attacks of the enemy. And we want to need to put on the full armor of God so that we don't get our lives blown up. And then finally now, we're in this third section in, this, in these verses, where we're talking about, okay, know the battle and fight the real battle. It's a spiritual battle, so you put on spiritual armor, and then how do you respond? Then you spiritually engage with prayer. You, you, and we talk, we're talking now about prayer. And last week we talked about prayer part one, uh, about this idea of praying at all times in the Spirit, with every kind of prayer and request. Let me read for us the verse that we started with last week, and then going into the part of the verses that we're going to look at today. Here we go. I'm in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 18, and we read this. Pray at all times in the Spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. We're going to go a little bit further today, but before we do, I want to read this in another translation as well, in the, in the Berean Standard Bible. And this is, we're going to add that up to the screen. And here's, here's the Berean Standard Bible verse, same, same thing. It says, pray in the Spirit at all times with every kind of prayer and petition. To this end, stay alert with all perseverance in your prayers for all the saints. Okay, both of these are fantastic uh, translations. I'm putting up the second translation because there, there's no ands, A-N-D. There's no ands in, in the passage here in the second part of this verse. There's no ands, okay? Uh, in Greek, it, it seems like a small thing, and it is kind of a small thing, but it's significant because if we're going to teach on this verse, let's make sure we get it right here. There's, there's no ands in the second half. So in my favorite version, the CSB, which is the top one, it says, and stay alert. There's no and. The Berean version says, to this end, meaning resulting in, the, the, the idea is, as an automatic result of praying in the Spirit, 
As an automatic outflow of that is alertedness, is spiritual alertedness. With this, it, with the end, it makes it sound like it's another thing you need to do. No, no, it's not. This is a natural, a natural outflow. When we pray in the Spirit at all times with every kind of prayer and request, the natural result, the, the, the result is, automatic result is going to be spiritual alertedness as we pray for all the saints. Okay? I guess, conversely, if you are not praying at all times, okay, this idea of all times, daily definitely, but, you know, throughout the day as frequently as possible. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're not praying at all times, you won't be spiritually alert enough for the battle that you're going to find yourselves in. And that will have troubling consequences for you and, and for the people in your lives. Okay, so if we're praying in the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, helped by the Spirit in all types of prayers and requests, uh, we, we will be spiritually alert. We will be spiritually alert to the real battle. So again, there, there's no and in that first bit of that second half of the verse. And then there's, a not, there's not an and later on in the verse. Later on in the verse it says in CSB, perseverance and intercession. Perseverance and intercession. There's no and. It's like perseverance intercession. Perseverance intercession. I'm not going to make it an ing word because that, that changes it. It's perseverance intercession. So in the, in the Brian version, it said perseverance in your prayers or perseverance in your intercessions. There, it's a one thing. It's not a two separate things. Again, I'm not trying to be technical here, but just setting us up for today. The, think of this verse as reading something like, pray at all times in the Spirit with every kind of prayer and request which will automatically result in staying alert with perseverance intercession for all the saints. Okay. Is that, is that important? Well, of course it is. An important shift has just happened here in this verse. And most people miss it, actually. Thus far, we have been talking about how there's a spiritual war going on. And this is what I need to do. I need to put on the full armor of God, I need to be strengthened by God and by his vast strength, and I need to pray. But this verse brings us back to the concepts from the beginning of this passage, that we are in a battle, we are in a war, and I need to say three statements about this just to make sure we get this right. Number one, you are not a gladiator, you are a soldier in an army. You're not a gladiator, you're a soldier in an army. Seems like most people, when they're, when they're praying, they're like, all right, I'm, it's me versus the kingdom of darkness. And Jesus is obviously with me. And, and I'm just going to, just gonna, it's me. And, and woo, are you ready to rumble darkness? You know, like sort of, sort of like people just, just are so individualistic about these verses. And like, I've got my armor on. And I'm just ready to, I'm ready to go and slay or whatever, they, whatever people are, are like when it, when it comes to that. So, sadly though, that, that's, a, that's a sad view of things. We do put on the full armor of God and we pray. But again, we are, we are, we are praying together as part of an army, not mono mono gladiator versus the, the kingdom of darkness. I don't want you to get your life blown up anymore. I don't want you to get your life blown up anymore because we're on the same squad, 
We're, we're in the same squad. We're, we're, we're you know, squad Scotland, squad Glasgow, squad, squad Rehope Church, or whatever. We're, we're in the same crew, and when one of us gets our lives blown up, it hurts us. It hurts Team Jesus. It hurts, it hurts our family. It, 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 hurts, it hurts our side. And so the Bible is constantly telling us to encourage each other daily. To pray for each other, to build each other up. We are in a war. This is our team. Like the, the people around you, uh, lift, the, lift them up. If you're, if you're being led by the Spirit, if you're praying in the Spirit, led by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, your prayers won't just be about you. They won't just be about you, as if it's you versus everything. They will be for us. Jesus' people. They will be for the, your church. They will be for your Christian friends. Probably, ideally, they will be also praying for persecuted Christians out there. Or people who are struggling with, with all kinds of things. You're not a gladiator. You're a soldier in an army. Similarly, but doubling down on that, number two, pray as if you're a centurion, not just a soldier. Pray as if you're a centurion, not just a soldier. Centurions cannot just think about themselves and have any success. They have to be thinking team. They have to be thinking, what is this squad going to do? How are we going to be organized? How are we going to support each other? How are we going to stand strong together? They're very essentially together focused. If your prayer life, again, is mostly about yourself, you're praying like a soldier. Think bigger. See how you are integrated with the people around you. You're connected with them. Your shields are supposed to overlap. You're supposed to stand side by side, together, strong. Pray for the Christians in your life. Pray for the, those in your sphere, in your classes, in your, in your workplaces, in your church, in your families. Intercede for them and hold them up in prayer. We stand together. We stand together. Again, one of the evidences of Praying in the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, is we are, we are praying persevering prayers. We are persevering in our intercessions for one another, for our family. Pray like a centurion, thinking of your whole squad. Thirdly, thirdly, you are on full-time active guard duty, not part-time army reserves. I want to say that again. You were on full-time active guard duty, not part-time army reserves. Does, does your prayer life reflect uh, someone who is on the front lines of a vicious battle where people are dropping like flies all around you? Or is your prayer life more like, oh, there's a battle out there, and, and you know, they've got it. Other people are praying it through. Other people have got that. Those are like the, the real fighters are out there doing the thing. I'm kind of more like on reserve in case all else fails and then we are in trouble because whatever. Like how does your, what does your prayer life reflect? You're on full-time active guard duty in an active battle zone. The battle zone isn't far away. We are in the zone right, right now. The word here, stay alert, is a guard duty type word, like watchman kind of word. Like alert as a watchman in an active battle zone. 
looking for the signs of, of attack, looking for the signs of weakness in one group of, of, our, of our team so that we can send reinforcements, so that we can pray reinforcements, so that we can go and help and strengthen what needs to be, be strengthened. Again, praying at all times in the Spirit with all kinds of prayer and requests, which automatically results in being alert as watchmen on guard duty in an active battle zone, has us constantly, persistently praying for our fellow saints, our fellow Christians. That's what it it looks like. If you'll take this battle seriously and know the real battle, Put on the full armor of God, putting on the full armor of God, and pray. Your prayer life has the potential to not just help you in your battle, but everyone in your sphere. And Paul believes this. He gets this as he's writing these words. And so he puts himself forward in the next couple verses as an example of how to specifically pray for him in, in his situation and, and, and he, he's like, yes, I may not be there in your town right now, city, Ephesus is a big city, not in your city right now, but I'm still in your sphere. And as part of being in the same squad, here's how you can specifically pray for, for me. And this is what we read in Ephesians 6.19. Paul writes, pray also for me, That the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this, I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. This, friends, is a superb example of a prayer request. So specific. Let me just read it again. Very great example. Pray also for me that the message may be given me, given to me, when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Paul gets it. He's in a very real spiritual battle. He has his armor on. He's, he's, he's been fighting fiercely for a long period of time, and he knows, though, that we are on a team and that he doesn't just need his prayers, which must be mighty, right? Because his name is Paul. No, he, he knows that he needs specific prayers. He has already prayed for this church. In chapter 1 of Ephesians, he has prayed for them, and he's told them how he's praying for them specifically. He's praying for them in, in chapter 3 again in this book, and now he's giving them his prayer request. Even Paul needs prayer and specific prayer requests. I have a comment. It's application-based, and it's going to exude a lot of hypocrisy on my side. Is that all right? I know that people in my Bible group are here in this room, so I'm just going just to take this, take this in the teeth, but they're going to help me with this. When you go to your Bible read-through groups, I hope that you're not just coming with your Bible read-through shares only, but also your personal prayer requests ready and written down. We're missing a trick. I'm missing a trick. 
I mean, I, 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 very often we do the prayer, the, the Bible thing, we go around, share, 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 and then it's prayer request time. Brian, what do you want to prayer for? Ah, is there anything that I need prayer? I, I am in a total mind blank moment, uh, and I just, I'm, I'm sure that I'm not alone. It's like, ah, uh, uh, prayer. I mean, yes, I'm in a total spiritual battle and, and all this kind of stuff, and all this stuff is going on in my life, and yet for some reason I can't think of anything that looks like Paul's prayer request for himself, and I'm totally stuck there because I'm in prepare, I'm putting up, but I'm prepared for all my Bible shares. Why am I not prepared for my, oh man, so my, 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 my team is going to, I give myself a 40% chance of showing up, oh, David, you're, you're in the front row and you're laughing right at me. This is not, this is, I give myself a 40, 30% chance of showing up this week or the next couple of weeks with my prayer requests written down, but they're going to keep pestering me about this until I, I get in this new practice because I'm missing something. Am I not in a battle? Yes. I need specific prayer requests and not just winging it. It also makes me sad like very sad, annoyed, but I'm just going to stick with the sad word right now, when people won't bring prayer requests for themselves. They're, 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 they would be like, oh, I'm going to pray for, I can't think of any names out there. The, um, Bryce. I don't know any Bryces. Bryce. We're going to pray for Bryce. We need to pray for Bryce out there. And, um, and uh, great, pray for Bryce, that's good, but you need prayer. You are in a battle. You are important. You are important to this team. Help us pray for you. Look at what Paul does here. He's very specific about how we can pray for him. Yes, we can mention Bryce. And yes, let's pray for Bryce, but don't neglect you. It is, it is some sort of false piety that, that is in our culture to be like, oh, I, I, let's, don't focus on me. Dude, you're on my team. Don't focus on me. Let's focus on somebody else. It sounds really pious, but it's actually kind of yucky. I, I said stupid at Southside, and then I realized I don't say, we don't say stupid, right? It's not, it's, it's, it's a false piety. You are important. Being prayed for, you being prayed for is important. So help your people pray for you and hold each other up so that we can stand together like an army, encourage each other, and standing with each other in prayer. Yes, let's talk about Bryce. Let's pray for Bryce. We want Bryce to be helped, but, you, but you're important as well. Okay, so that, that's, that's an, uh, we just started a new era at Rehope Church Bible Read-Through Groups. It's called Bringing Our Prayer Requests, or our, our Bible Shares Ready, and... Our prayer requests ready, following the model here in Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. I hope that you have been really helped as we've gone through Ephesians 6 together, these verses, these 10 verses, these 11 verses. I hope at times you found yourself challenged and, and encouraged and directed. I, I hope that God has opened your, your, your heart and, and open your mind to some things that maybe uh, were, were needing adjustment or, or challenging or uh, you find yourself helped in some way. U ultimately, I hope that your perspective has become more alert, that you're aware, okay, this is the real battle that's going on, and I need to have all of my armor on and, and pray, be, be active in prayer. I'm going to wrap up this series by reading for the last time here, our Ephesians 6 passage. 
and I'm going to read it slowly, and I want you to have time to think through, okay, what was God speaking to me when we were studying this verse? What was God speaking to me about in that verse? And try and recapture some of the things that, you know, over the last nine weeks that, that, may, have, um, that may have slipped over the last couple of weeks. Let's try and remember what's going on in our study. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand, therefore, with truth. With truth like a belt around your waist. Righteousness. Righteousness like armor on your chest. And your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. Peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith. Faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. The word of God. The challenge for today is this. Uh, show up to your Bible read-through group this week with your prayer request written down in advance. We're going to take a step forward. Guarding each other's back, having each other's back in prayer. We're going to help each other. Help us help you, help me help you. That's the challenge for today. That's the alarm, so I think it's time to pray. Spirit of Jesus, Jesus, we, we love you. We thank you for, for these words. Spirit of God, we thank you for the fact that you, have, uh, that you have preserved these words through the ages, that you inspired these words, and that you've helped us uh, as we've gone through this study. Now, Spirit of God, teach us, ingrain in us these, these directives, these, these glorious helps, and lead us forward. As individuals and as a family, as a church, as a part of this great army. Yeah, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.